It's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. This team has been through a lot of late, a lot of close battles. Uh, Let's first talk about the battle inside of Neville Arena from Saturday afternoon. College game day was there. Great environment all weekend long, including gymnastics Friday night. Uh, But ultimately, Auburn struggling in the last five or six minutes as they have done multiple times now this year. Just what's going wrong for this team? And, And then also, I know some of it pertains to just how good Alabama was. Yeah, no, Alabama's excellent, and they're a team that has so many weapons uh, on that their starters and their bench, and that was really a difference in the game. You have a guy come off the bench and bang in a few threes for Alabama, you know, even in a game where Auburn did a great job on Brandon Miller, you know, really committed to running Alabama off the three-point line. Um, you know, Bama was just too much down the stretch for him, and, and the big thing for Auburn is just their defense. You know, it's Yes, Auburn struggles on offenses. As Bruce Pearl has even mentioned this season, this is a team that is pretty offensively limited. Um, so they got to win with their defense. And when their defense isn't playing as well down the stretch of games at A&M and then against Alabama, it really, really hurts them. Uh, yeah, you would have loved for Auburn to be more efficient on offense down the stretch. But the bigger issue is they're not being able to grind out stops late. You can think about some of the close wins Auburn's had this season. Northwestern. St. Louis, Florida, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State. They won that game with defense and rebounding down the stretch. And in these last two games, they have not been able to get those defensive stops uh, to, to help them out. So, you know, you're 25 games in the season. You can't really expect your offense to just catch fire here down the stretch. Um, but what you need to do is play to your strengths more. And for Auburn, final five minutes of these last two games, they have not really made the grade on defense. And that is really the big reason why they haven't been able to come out with either of those wins. Well, Auburn has had a couple of difficulties as of late in close ball games. Missouri, however, uh, has been playing very well as of late, beating Tennessee in their previous matchup, another buzzer-beating three against the Vols. Uh, Missouri is one of the best offensive teams in the country, Ferg. Uh, what are all the things that they do well, and how are the ways that they're going to challenge Auburn's defense tonight? This is a team that plays fast and runs a five-out system and really cater everything to their offense. It's not a great defensive team. This is not a great rebounding team. It doesn't really matter because they they just run and shoot really well. And, um, you know, that's kind of the thing that they've done. They're just going to try to track meet you, outscore you. Um, you know, they're, they're starting five. They've they've got one point guard. They're, they've got a point guard who's under six foot, but then everybody else in the rotation is between 6'3 or 6'8. So you don't have a dominant pro, post presence. But what you do have is a five-man like Kobe Brown, who is one of the tallest players on the floor for Missouri every time he steps out there, but he plays like a guard. And, you know, he's really good at driving. Uh, he's the best three-point shooter in the SEC this season in conference play uh, for a guy who's 6'8", 250. He's played a lot of basketball. The other thing about Missouri is they played a ton of ball. Um, their top eight players in their rotation are all seniors. Um, you know, several of them transfers that have played a lot of different places. Um, and so what Dennis Gates has done is just really just um, play to the team's strengths. When you have experience, you have ball handlers, you don't have a ton of size, you just open it up and say, hey, we're going to run a five-out offense. We're going to shoot the ball, but we're going to get downhill, try to drive the lane um, and get to the basket. And that's what they do a really good job of. They spread you out, they attack you, and they're very efficient with that. So for Auburn, uh, it's going to be a really, really tough test for, for their defense because this, this Missouri team can put up points in bunches. Um, they really lit up Tennessee's defense the other night um, and they shoot a lot and they, and they shoot threes and that's kind of been the key for them this season when they when they hit a decent number of their three-pointers 
they usually win. If they don't, um, you know, Auburn's going to have a really good chance to come out with a win. So it's going to be really, really key for Auburn to run Missouri off the three line again. But unlike the Alabama game, do a good job of rotating behind and making sure that rim protection is still there because you don't want to have a situation like what happened with Alabama on Saturday where they didn't hit their threes, but they hit pretty much everything they wanted around the rim. So Auburn's got to do a better job and kind of learn from those mistakes uh, because Missouri's going to test them in the exact same way. Uh, And you mentioned that uh, on the defensive side about getting back, protecting the rim. Uh, And then this also goes for offense. But, I mean, that kind of lays at the feet of Jani Broom. Against Alabama, Jani Broom has held to single digits in points and rebounds. And this is a guy that has been a double-double machine for most of the games this year. How and, and with the struggles that Auburn has offensively shooting the ball from the perimeter, how vitally important is it for Janai Broom to have a good game against Missouri? It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge because he's going to be several inches taller than anybody uh, Missouri puts out there, and he's got to be able to take advantage of that. Missouri tries to run and strip you. They are not very good on defense if you take care of the ball. They, they sell out with that with that lack of size and they try to run and, and force a bunch of turnovers and so if you can take care of the ball you're going to have really good looks especially around the rim because this, this Missouri team doesn't have a great interior defense at all they're one of the worst ones in the SEC one of the worst ones in power conference basketball because they gamble so much for those steals so it's going to be very key for guys like Janai Broom and Jalen Williams to be ready and be open and, and have good hands and be strong with it uh, when they get those dump off opportunities because they are going to be there. So, you know, Alabama, you know, Alabama really gave Jajan Broom a hard time in that game because Charles Bediaco played really, really well. And Bediaco's a big, athletic, um, you know, five man uh, who gave, you know, can really rough you up and give you some trouble. Um, this is not a matchup where Missouri has one of those just over the, you know, over, over the top, like really, really good defensive presence is down low so yes this needs to be a really good Janai Broom game and it'll be very interesting to see how Auburn um, you know really gets him going uh, with his rebounding as well him and, and Jalen Williams because the way Missouri likes to run you're going to have to commit a lot of guys to getting back getting back on defense playing good transition defense don't let them give up runouts. so if Auburn does get some offensive boards in this game uh, which they can take advantage of because Missouri's not a great rebounding team I think a lot of it's going to have to come through the fact that your five man under the rim is going to have to do a lot of that damage Justin, I was reading through the game notes for this week, and I looked back at last year's game. Auburn beat Missouri fifty-five to fifty-four up in Mizzou, and that was uh, you know late February game. And I noticed Katie Johnson was the leading scorer, or had yeah led the score for that game uh, with seventeen points. And last year, when you look at this team, you had three guys that you could pretty much guarantee were going to be one of the leading scorers for the Tigers. It was Jabari Smith for obvious reasons, Wendell Green, and Katie Johnson. Wendell is still producing, and he you know there's been quite a few games this year where he's been the leading scorer for the Tigers, but it seems like KD's taken a step back. What have your thoughts of KD Johnson's play to this point in the season? You know, I think as the season as a whole, KD Johnson has had struggled, but I mean, you could look at the last few games he's played. He has played really well. I mean, he has been pretty much all of Auburn's bench scoring uh, these last few weeks. Um, and he's done a really good job. I go back to that West Virginia game, that surge he had against West Virginia, um, where he helped Auburn come back in that one. Um, you know, he made some big plays against Tennessee. He made some big plays uh, for Auburn against Alabama this past week. So, you know, Katie's, I think it's the last five or six games, he's probably getting a little around, you know, double-digit points, maybe a tick under that for the average. Uh, he's playing really well recently. But, yeah, I mean, it just hasn't been, like, super, super consistent for him this year. Um, but I do think he's playing good basketball when it matters most and it's towards the end of the year. I think he's done a really good job of not being as, um, you know, not being as reckless with the ball in his hands. He's cut down his turnovers a lot, um, you know, and – 
the outside shot's still not there really at a super consistent rate, but you can't really say that about anybody on Auburn's team this season. But I still think Katie Johnson's one of those guys who's one of the best on the team at driving and getting to the rim and making something happen. So in this game um, against Missouri, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have another opportunity because they're going to try to rip and get you know go and, and deflect. And if he gets those favorable opportunities, get in attack mode, take care of the ball, either dump it off to a big man or finish it yourself. Um, you know, he did a really good job of getting to the free throw line in the first half against Alabama. Um, you know, you still need to have that like that. So it was pretty quiet season for KD. I really up until these last couple of weeks, because these last couple of weeks, he's starting to put it together. Justin, we only get you for once a week, and so I know everybody's focused right now on this Missouri game tonight, but I want to get a quick brief look ahead to Saturday. The Tigers go on the road to a place that a lot of teams have struggled to play at this year, uh, to Vanderbilt. What are your thoughts, uh, early thoughts on the Commodores? Well, you know what you're going to get out of Vanderbilt each year. I mean, they're not going to be the most talented team in the league, but they're going to probably run the best stuff. Because Jerry Stackhouse is one of the best X's and O's coaches, not only in the SEC, but in college basketball. Um, you know, and, and that's, that, that's a team that's going to really challenge you in a lot of different ways. They've got size down low. They've got some playmakers on the perimeter. They're a more balanced team than what you're going to see out of Missouri uh, tonight. Um, and, and they've just got great X's and O's. And I think they execute their stuff pretty, pretty well um, to overcome for the fact that you know, they're not loaded with a ton of five stars uh, like some other teams may be in the SEC. And so they've been able to beat teams that way. Um, they're, they're just going to be, you know, it's kind of cliche to say this about a Vanderbilt team, but they're just going to be really fundamentally sound and, 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 you know, execute at a really high level. So it's going to be a tough matchup for Auburn for sure, um, you know, because it's just that Memorial Gym is weird and it's a tough place to play. Uh, and also I just think that, that Vanderbilt team every night, um, you know, unless – Unless you're just absolutely blitzing them with your talent like Alabama did earlier in the season, um, you're, you're pretty much going to be in a dogfight pretty much every time you play Vanderbilt. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call. And Justin, this time of year, it's inevitable when you have a team in the situation of Auburn's that we start to look at the bracketology. We start to try and figure out what Auburn might need to do to make the NCAA tournament. And we obviously talk a lot about Joe Lenardi. It's important to remember, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, that he's still not the tournament committee. His best guess is a good guess, but it's not necessarily what's going to happen. But as of now, Auburn in a last four by scenario with Joe Lenardi. So with that in mind, if that truly is where Auburn stands right now, uh, what's your barometer read for what Auburn needs to accomplish these last six games and then in the SEC tournament to be uh, in the field of 68? I think Auburn's a little bit more comfortably in than what Lenardi puts out. I mean, you look at places like Bracket Matrix and others where you can they kind of composite uh, way out the brackets. They have Auburn kind of more of an eight or a nine right now. But yeah, I mean, you've got to win. Uh, you've got, you know, right now the, the trends are not great for Auburn, and so you need to turn it around. And I think, you know, point blank, you need to win these next three games if you're Auburn. These are three games where you're probably going to be favored in all three. We'll see about Vanderbilt on Saturday, but you're probably going to be favored in all three. Take care of business in those games. Uh, and, and, you know, the Missouri game will be a quality win. Vanderbilt on the road will be a quality win. And then you go down to that final three, and you've got at Kentucky, um, who is not looking as tough as they did at the beginning of the season. That will be a winnable game. Then you get Tennessee and Alabama, or Alabama and then Tennessee down the stretch. I think for what for, for to, to comfortably get in the SEC, the NCAA tournament, I think Auburn's got to win four out of the last six, uh, which is doable. Um, you know, if if they drop one of these next three, I think they're going to really need one of those marquee quad one wins and potentially 
some noise in the SEC tournament to get in there. So, yeah, that's why, that's why tonight's huge because I think this is the toughest of the next three Auburn's got. Um, and they're at home. They need to take advantage of that. If they lose tonight, they're going to need to really, really play well in the, down the stretch and may need some help in Nashville. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty tense situation uh, for Auburn. But, you know, I think that's the thing about this team is that you know the bubble's pretty weak this year. You look at some of the teams that are out, or the first four in, or for, you know, last four in, or first four out. It's a lot of teams that don't have quite the resume that Auburn does um, because of you know some of the wins Auburn was able to rack up earlier in the year. Um, you know, in non-conference play and early in SEC play. So you know they're not panicking at the moment. Um, and a loss tonight against Missouri could change some of that. But I, I do think. You know, three and three are probably three and three, and not you know face planting in, in Nashville will probably get you in. Uh, four four and two, I think you're you're pretty comfortable uh, in, and you might be able to make some noise and move up those seat lines just because of how weak the bubble is this year. One fun with Ferg question for you, Justin, before we let you get out of here. Uh, you will be inside at Neville Arena for Valentine's Day tonight. Please describe to us your love of Ben Soft Pretzels. I mean, it's it's one of those things where. You know, most concession stand food is not very good. Um, it's kind of mediocre or worse pretty much everywhere you go, at the college level at least. Very when you fair. Have just, when, you, when you have just like the generic, like, you know, uh, concession stand, you know, companies that, that, that service these places and you don't have like full-scale restaurants or anything in there like some places do. So in that case, when you go to an Auburn game and you get to cover it and, and you know, they give Auburn, you know, really – uh, helps us out by giving us, you know, a meal voucher um, for for there. And I, just, I don't know, just a couple of years ago, I just was like, you know, why am I wasting time doing anything else when I know the pretzel is going to be good every single time? Um, and it is, it is, you know, going to be a pretty high quality thing. Like, yeah, you're you're eating in a concession stand. You're not, you know, going to have a have a really fine meal. Um, but uh, you know, it's they're big and they're and they'll you know fill you up and and you know there, there's a lot of variety there. Um, they're they're awesome. I mean, they've uh, they've really really made covering Auburn basketball a whole lot easier for me the last few years, and so I'm looking forward here in a couple hours or so getting another one. Yeah, this will be my last time in the arena for the season, Ferg, and I, I think I'm going to have to close it out the right way with some Got to. some form Got to. of, of Ben Saw pretzels. Might go pretzel bites though, but uh, yeah, icing important and uh, just just some form of that. Uh, tell us uh, and the, the listeners what you got going on here at the Observer here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, if you want to check out a lot more about this Missouri matchup tonight and why Bruce Pearl is calling it the biggest game of the year for Auburn, check out today's newsletter at auburnobserver.com. You can sign up at $6 a month or $60 a year to get on the list. You get access to everything we've got newsletter-wise and podcast-wise. And so a lot of Auburn basketball out there right now. Lots more football as we get you know deeper in the week in the next few weeks as we get closer and closer to the start of spring practice. And, yeah, we'll have a podcast kind of recapping all the action. Uh, that'll probably go up Thursday morning, mailbag on Friday. So it'll be a pretty busy week. Great time to sign up, auburnobserver.com. Justin, as always, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk again soon. Yep, thanks, you guys.